A terrific Tuesday to each of you, and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. The Grizzlies go on the road against Philly, who without Joel Embiid, it seemed like it was going to be another setup for a win for the Grizzlies. However, a loss in the final minutes, though disappointing, still some encouraging signs, plus an absolutely historic month when it comes to John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Taylor Jenkins, their candidacies, for some Player of the Month awards. That and much more on this edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Here we go. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, a terrific Tuesday to each of you, and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening, or wherever you're watching, you're having an outstanding start to your day. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC, the show at Locked On Grizz. Obviously, you can find the show here on YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you enjoyed the show. Let's others find the show as well. It just makes the overall experience the best it can be for everybody involved. Also, the podcast is available wherever you enjoy it. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app, free on all platforms. Make sure you check out Locked on Grizzlies. Listen, subscribe, review, let us know what you think of the show. My name is Sean Coleman, credential media member with the Grizzlies. Been covering the Grizzlies now for four years. Right form over at Grizzly Bear Blues and your host here at Locked on Grizzlies. And want to thank you very much for linking Locked on Grizzlies, your first listen of the day. And I've got a little bit of a spoiler alert for today's show. We're going to talk about a Grizzlies loss, right? Like, yeah, that, that's, that's what's going on. We're going to talk about a Grizzlies loss. The Grizzlies are now 25, now won 25 times, 26 times, 25 times over the past 33 games, somewhere along those lines. But at the end of the day, the Grizzlies have just completed their second straight month where they won 12 games in a calendar month. Only the, the first time in franchise history, the Grizzlies have had back-to-back 12-win months. And so that means that the Grizzlies over the past two months are 24-7. and So we don't talk about losses a lot on Locked on Grizzlies. It feels a bit unusual to talk about a loss. But last night, unfortunately, it's just one of those games where the Grizzlies beat themselves and a good, deep team, even without Joel Embiid, took advantage of it, and was able to get the job done. And that's what stood out. Listen, you can hand all the credit, or you should hand all the credit in the world that you need to to the Philadelphia 76ers. Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and others stood up, or, or, or stepped up and stood out in the absence of Joel Embiid. And the Grizzlies, unfortunately, just early on, did not really have an answer to get the job done, unfortunately. The Philadelphia 76ers, 39 points in the first quarter. The Grizzlies could not stop them from three. The Grizzlies were also allowing for them to be able to get where they wanted to in the lane. Just unfortunately, Memphis did not have a lot to go with in order to get the job done. But they came back in the second half. They were able to take the lead at times in the third quarter. But then in the fourth quarter, it just went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And despite an absolutely heroic performance from John Moran, and overall another absolutely outstanding performance from the trio of Morant, Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. We'll discuss that 
further in just a moment. The Grizzlies, unfortunately, two things just stood out. The Grizzlies could not get enough stops that they usually do in order to win this game. But also, and here's the big kicker, the Grizzlies, unfortunately, again, could not find their shot from three or at the free throw line. Six of 30 from three, 19 of 28 from the free throw line, and the Grizzlies lost by three points. That that's just, just what that's the biggest reason why the Grizzlies were not able to win this game. If they had just shot a bit better from three or made some more free throws, the Grizzlies would have won this game. And that is once again something that stands out about this Grizzlies team. The rate at which they have won is absolutely outstanding. The way in which they're winning these games, it continues to be for their ability to get extra possessions, right? Overall, last night, the uh, the Grizzlies had 102 shots, or 102 field goal attempts, while the Philadelphia 76ers had 100. So, yes, the there wasn't that big of a possession edge like there was usually in these games. But the Grizzlies also had not had 14 more free, or 13 more free throws. So one thing that the Grizzlies are doing is that if the possession edge is not there. What they're doing now is that we've seen it over the past two weeks, 40 free throws, 24 free throws, 26 free throws, 28 free throw attempts. The Grizzlies, again, are showing their resourcefulness since the three ball just right now is not falling. They're starting to show their resourcefulness and at least being able to to create more free throw attempts. And though the Grizzlies have struggled from shooting at shooting the free throws in general, they've had enough overall attempts to where the quantity of their attempts overcame the lack of quality. Where tonight it, or last night it just did not, and that's what stood out. And unfortunately, it was the Grizzlies just could not get enough stops to overcome their struggles from three and struggles from the three throw line. And the thing that stands out also, John Morant talked about it. Nine turnovers for him. The Grizzlies uncharacteristically, you know, had a pretty poor night when it came to. Overall turnovers, only 14 on the night, but with John Morant being the heavy usage source that he is, nine was uncharacteristic. So at the end of the night, the Grizzlies just did not play their best basketball. They did not take advantage of the opportunities that they had. And let's be honest, one thing that stands out about this team, despite how much they've won, despite how they're winning, again, the Grizzlies struggle shooting the three and the Grizzlies struggles shooting free throws, those are two things that, in my opinion at least, they are going to have to improve. And we're to the point to where it's been a long enough trend, it's been, been a long enough stretch where those two areas stand out as clear areas of improvement to where you, you don't just put them to the side. I'm not saying anybody in particular is doing that, but they are relevant concerns. They're relevant areas that the Grizzlies must truly work on in order in order for them to get where they want to go to make this season as special as it could be with how well the Grizzlies are playing. That's what stands out from last night's game. But of course, with how well the Grizzlies are playing, you never can really take away too many negatives, even in a losing effort. Because one other thing that stands out is 80 nine points for the second time over the past 10 days week i can't remember the exact number of days but for the second time in a matter of four or five games the combination of jaron jackson jr desmond bain and john moran score 89 total points the second time they've scored 80 points as a trio over the past 10 days john moran 37 points desmond bain 34 points jaron jackson jr complimenting that 
with 18 points of his own. It's the second highest point total by a Grizzlies duo in franchise history. Uh, Mike Conley and Jared Jackson Jr., they combined for 73 points back on November 30th of 2018. But 71 combined points between John Morant and Desmond Bain. The second time they both scored 30 in a game, you go back to the game against Phoenix, in which every bit of that, uh, every bit of their combination scoring was needed then, and it was needed now. So plenty to work on. Obviously, the opportunity for Zaire Williams to hit the three at the end or hit the shot at the end to win the game, you I feel like a lot of times that is called a foul, especially if it's in a non-game-winning situation. It likely should have been called a foul. It wasn't. Again, don't put too much emphasis on my end because the Grizzlies had other clear ways they should have won the game. But if I'm John Morant, if I'm Coach Jenkins, I'm fine with that play all day long. You've got Jaw going to the basket. The 76ers, who are a very good defensive team, were not going to let Morant get his shot. So you put it out to Zaire in the corner. He's shown his ability to shoot the three. He's willing to do it. Give him a shot all day long. All day long. And he just simply missed it. And he likely was fouled in the process. So you live with that all day long. I'm perfectly fine with how that part of the game played out. The thing that I am not necessarily the biggest fan of is the fact that the Grizzlies, again, are struggling from three as well as struggling from the free throw line. And this team knows it. They they know that these are areas that they've got to improve in. The thing is, is that they've got to really put an emphasis on it over the next few weeks before the All-Star break and really get those areas improved before the playoffs obviously start, and thankfully, though, the Grizzlies do have the the, uh, the wiggle room that they need to in order to put a big focus on each of those things. But, hey, we've talked about the reason why the Grizzlies lost. The Grizzlies know why they lost. Sometimes it happens. Thankfully, when you win, when you go 24-7 and seven, over a two-month span, sometimes these losses occur. When you're winning at the rate the Grizzlies are, they're just not that big of a deal at the end of the day, and you wind up bouncing back and being ready to go. But also, let's not take the focus off. Just how special of a month it was for John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Taylor Jenkins. I mentioned it at the first of the year. The biggest questions that I wanted answered were, could the Grizzlies, between Jaron Jackson Jr., John Morant, and Taylor Jenkins, could these individuals show they clearly are the most important parts of the future for this franchise? And they've done exactly that. We'll look a bit more into it in just a moment. But before we do, I want to talk with you a bit more about TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax experts, that's what makes things interesting. We all have unique lives, whether you invested in crypto for the first time this year, own an up-and-coming small business, or are raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get your they help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you could talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need. And if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them and they'll do it for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Obviously, the other thing I want to talk with you about is something I haven't talked with you about for a while, but it's back and it's better than ever, and that's rockauto.com. Yes, rockauto.com. 
One of my favorite title sponsors, all the title sponsors for Locked On Grizzlies are my favorites, but rockauto.com is so much fun because of the fact that you always know that there's a likelihood that at some point you're going to need to upgrade the parts on your car. And if that's correct, rockauto.com is the place for you. Regardless of the make and model, regardless of the part that you need, rockauto.com is likely to have it. And it's very easy to use within a few clicks of the button. You're likely going to find what you need. It's a family-owned business. They know that car parts sometimes fall out of budget, so they try to make things as economically as friendly as possible. When you visit rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts that you ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Can't thank you enough for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, but make sure you check out a few other sources of great information and good fun of the Locked On Podcast Network, family of networks. You've got the Locked On NBA podcast as your second listen of the day. All the news going on around the league, plus trade rumors as we lead up. Now we're 10 days away from the 2022 NBA trade deadline. Plus, the Locked On NFL podcast of your choice. The Super Bowl is here, but also so many off-seasons are starting to take shape. Listen to the Locked On Podcast Network show of your choice for your second listen of the day. So we're now into February, and the Grizzlies stand at 35-18. and They're in third place in the Western Conference. Quite a bit of wiggle room above them in fourth place. Again, not necessarily that competent, not necessarily that convinced that the Grizzlies are really going to make a push for second or first place in the Western Conference. And I'm fine with that because at the end of the day, I think the Grizzlies are just fine being in the third spot. Even if something were to happen to where they were to fall in the fourth spot in the West, them having home court advantage to me is the biggest focus of all. But the best thing about this season so far is that regardless of what happens moving forward, and I want the Grizzlies to make the Western Conference Finals a surprise finals run, I want them to do that as much as anybody. But I'm here to tell you right now, regardless of what happens from this point on to be where the Grizzlies are right now, it has already been a season of resounding success for me. I'm perfectly perfectly content, and I feel it's perfectly competent for me to be content with where the Grizzlies are right now. Because the three questions that I wanted answered coming into this season continue to be answered. And January, as a month, was a better answer than I could have ever expected. The three questions that I had, could Jabarant step up and stand out as being a true all-star level player, as being a difference-making one for this Grizzlies team this year? Hell yes, he's done it. Jared Jackson Jr., could he find consistency in being a difference maker in some way, shape, in some way, shape, or form? Hell yes, he certainly has become that. And could Taylor Jenkins prove that he truly is the coach that could not only help us go from a rebuilding team to a sustainable winner, but could prove that he could be the guy to not only direct us through a rebuilding stage, but potentially be our coach as we get closer to contention? Hell yes, he's shown that. And January is the best example we have seen to date of exactly that. John Morant, last night, for the seventh straight game, the seventh straight game, scored 30-plus points in a game. Again, we're talking about seven straight games that John Morant has scored 30 or more points. Name me the last time you saw a Memphis Grizzlies player 
come anywhere close to convincing you that they could score 30-plus points in seven straight games. You can't. Right? You can't. Dylan, when Dylan Brooks scored 20-plus points in five straight games back in December, we thought it was pretty cool to see, and it was. But how cool is it that John Morant's done that? Here's how it is. Since 2000, three players age 22 and younger have had streaks of seven or more games where they've scored 30-plus points in each of those games. Three players, and you may have heard of them, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and John Morant. That's correct. LeBron, KD, and John Morant are the only players 22 and younger to have to have seven or more games in a row with 30-plus points since 2000. That's some pretty darn good company for John Morant, right? Absolutely. It absolutely is. John truly is showing that he is one of the best scoring options in the NBA. Leading the league in third quarter scoring, being among the best scorers in the league when it comes to the fourth quarter and clutch situations, and now putting together a streak of scoring that has been very rare over the past quarter century for someone his age. And the only people to have done it are two players who arguably, well, I'll just be honest with you, two of the 15 best players to ever play this game. Now, I'm not saying Moran's going to be on their level, but the point is, is you have proof of what level Morant is at now. And to add to that point, because of his efforts, you're looking at Morant now potentially being in contention for the Player of the Month award. Now, I will say this. When you look at the numbers, Morant was second in the NBA with 437 points in the month of January. Only Joel Embiid had more points. Joel Embiid is a shoe-in, in my opinion, to win NBA Player of the Month for the Eastern Conference. But Ja leads the Western Conference in total points in the month of January. However, it's going to be hard to see him defeat Nikola Jokic for Player of the Month awards. Nikola Jokic has, I believe, just a few few less points. But Nikola Jokic has a hundred has more than a, has a hundred plus more rebounds than Morant. Also has, I believe, thirty plus more assists than Morant as well. It's just going to be hard for John Morant overall to beat the impact that Nikola Jokic has had. But we're looking at a player in John Morant who does at least have a legitimate case. Think about it. Coming into this season, we were hoping Jaw would just simply play at an all-star level, do enough to be considered an all-star when it came to his overall level of play. But not only that, he's he continues to improve. The dominance that he shows as a player only continues to improve. All-star, our all-star starter, clear MVP candidate. Not only are we talking All-NBA, we're talking jaw, making a clear push for first-team All-NBA. Ja Morant is one of the best 10 players playing in the league right now. Nobody can debate that. No one can debate Ja is a top-10 player in the NBA right now. The stats show it. 
The Grizzlies record shows it. His consistency, his consistency shows it. You'd love for it to be supported by the by a player of the month award. It's going to be hard to see that happen, but there's no denying the level that John Moran is playing at right now. So coming into January, people were already convinced, right? People already knew he was a superstar. People already knew the level that he was playing at. But the biggest key of all is that he continues to improve that level of play to where MVP conversations, first-team All-NBA conversations, obviously all-star starter, and being a top-10 player in the league. At times, pushing top five, not top five point guard, pushing top five in terms of player of the league. John Morant was a top five player in the league in January. Go look at the stats. Go look at the team record. That's what stands out about January that's so spectacular. Those questions being answered of just how high Ja can fly, and it's among the best in the league right now. But it's not just Ja. Again, it was Jaron and Taylor Jenkins that also answered two of the three biggest questions for me. So while John Morant may be a candidate for Player of the Month, it seems like it's going to be hard for him to win it. But what about Taylor Jenkins is potentially being Coach of the Month? We'll look at that in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you there might be less football being played right now. But 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 there but when it comes to betting and wagering, BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the place, is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football, right? BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and USC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. On tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we'll look at the rest of the Grizzlies week when it comes to their overall ability to really find success, hopefully getting to 40 wins, plus being 20 games above 500. Plus, when it comes to the Grizzlies, we know that their three-point shooting needs to improve. How are things trending? Where are the improvement areas at? We've discussed it before, but where are the improvement areas at to really make them make the biggest leap that they can? We'll discuss that in much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. So talked about John Morant and how, without a doubt, he continues to improve in terms of his level of play compared to the rest of the league. Again, a top five player in the league for the month of January and a potential player of the month award. He certainly is a top two or three candidate in the Western Conference for the month of January. But let's go right to Taylor Jenkins, right? Play, coach of the month in the month of December. And again, a second straight 12 win month for Taylor Jenkins. And yes, it's been outstanding because of the fact that Taylor Jenkins himself has been out due to health and safety protocols. Unfortunately, many of his players have been out as well. Some of his best players, including Dylan Brooks, but the Grizzlies continue to be resilient and prevail. And again, a second straight 12-win month for the first time in franchise history. The thing is, though, is that you also have to give credit where credit is due. Unlike in the month of December, 
where the Grizzlies were the best team in the Western Conference. The Phoenix Suns have been the best team in the conference that or have been the best team in the conference in January. It's likely that though Taylor Jenkins will be a nominee for Coach of the Month in the Western Conference, Monty Williams is likely to win that award. But again, we see that Taylor Jenkins now is one of the best bets moving forward to win Coach of the Month in the Western Conference because of how well his team has played and also the consistency that they're showing to be resilient despite what may come their way due to injuries and what have you. So for Coach of the Month, it's going to be hard to see Taylor Jenkins win. Again, a lot like John Moran. You see him being a clear candidate. He himself is deserving of the award. Just like John Morant is deserving to be Player of the Month, it's just that it's hard to deny that there's been someone that's just been a bit better. So the likelihood of a Player of the Month award for John Morant or a Coach of the Month award for Taylor Jenkins, it's going to be hard to see it being in January due to how awesome Nikola Jokic has played and due to how well Monty Williams has led the Suns to success in the month of January. But that should in no way, shape, or form take away from just how special John Morant and Taylor Jenkins have been. But let's get to that third question that I talked about, and to me, possibly the most exciting. We knew John Morant had a good chance at some point in time to play at an all-star level. We just didn't know he'd play like a top-five NBA player in the league right now over a full calendar month and really, really submit his resume for an all-NBA recognition this year as well. We did. We felt that that was a possibility. Didn't know it would be there this year. With Taylor Jenkins, you felt confident in saying, "Okay, he's certainly been a great coach for us during this rebuild. Can he lead us to being a contender?" He's answered a resounding yes to that question. But Jared Jackson Jr. emerging as arguably being the best rim defender in the NBA. Now that's one thing I did not expect to happen. But yet here we are. As I mentioned the other day, Jared Jackson Jr. certainly in the month of January has made his campaign, has made it well known just how dominant of a year he is having defensively. But he's coming off a month where you've gotten the best example of just how unique of a talent he could be moving forward. Only one player in NBA history has 50 or more blocks in 20 or more threes in a full calendar month in the NBA. And his name is Jared Jackson Jr., and he just did it last month. He's the only player in NBA history to ever do that. Led the league in blocks in the month of January, is among the league leaders in blocks overall, leading the league in blocks in the fourth quarter. Jared Jackson Jr. is one of the more impactful, dominant defenders in the league this year. Now, his offense is probably not consistent enough to really make him a, a, a candidate to be on the uh, on an all-star team. But the thing is, is that despite how dominant Jared has been, there still is clear room for his offense to take off, right? If he can never get his shooting going, then you're going to see Jared playing at an all-star level with how his defense is playing. But we talked about it throughout the month of January, how special it's been to see Jaron, how so many games of five or more plus blocks was him taking the over taking over the game defensively, just like John Moran did offensively. How we've seen long stretches of Ja being the best player on offense 
Jaron being the best player on defense, even them doing it for entire games, that's a huge development for the Grizzlies to continue to take the next step as a franchise. So at the end of the day, we've talked about it all month, but I want to put a clear explanation point on this statement. Regardless of what happens moving forward this season, whether it's a first-round exit in five games or whether the Grizzlies take whoever they play in the Western Conference Finals to seven, regardless of what happens this point on, at least for me, what we just saw in the month of January has made this season a resounding success because of the level of play that Jaw and Jaron and the level of coaching Taylor Jenkins showed they could do, and they could do consistently. I care about what happens for the rest of the season. I want the Grizzlies to have as special of a season as possible. But regardless of what happens, this season is a better season than I could have ever expected. I think anyone could have ever expected. And it is so freaking exciting to see. And it's because of John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Taylor Jenkins evolving into the best versions of themselves that we've seen yet. And in all honesty, into a better version of themselves than any of us could have expected at this point in time. It's really special. It's really, really special. And it's put the Grizzlies in a position to truly have a special season moving forward. Obviously, we'll break it all down again for you tomorrow, looking at the rest of the Grizzlies week when it comes to their games. Plus, while we've had so much positivity from the month of January, really looking at what the Grizzlies need to do to get their three-point shooting back on the right track. That and much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Have a good day.